HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's August 6, 2013. I'm Jimmy Carboni from the Good Beer Seal and Jimmy's number 43. And we're here with an eclectic crew of uh, New York City beer bar owners and uh, some interesting people from the world of beer. Including, we've got the launch of uh, the, this guy Sloop Brewing from Poughkeepsie, New York. It's their first time pouring beer in Brooklyn. Uh, we got you guys. Say your names because one of you guys' names is Adam. I'm Adam. Adam. Who's the other guy? I'm Justin. You're Justin. So you, t- you know, we're, we're going to talk more about it. But first, we're going to raise our glasses and say cheers to the the Brooklyn launch of uh, Sloop. Cheers. Thanks for cheers. coming out. Cheers. We got uh, Ben Wiley. He's a, he and his brothers own a couple bars, including uh, Mission Dolores and Bar Great Harry. And uh, you guys have a new bar that just got the Good Beer Seal last week. That's right, yeah. Owl Farm. Uh, uh, the Owl Farm at 297 9th Street uh, in Park Slope. We're happy to, uh, happy to announce that we got the, uh, the good beer seal. <clears throat> just, was it last week? Yeah, just last week. And, and you, you brought your manager along, too. Actually, yeah, we have uh, Stephen Baird, who is uh, definitely the head honcho over at Owl Farm. Sitting hey, right Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. All right, thanks for coming, uh, and, and thanks to our sponsor, uh, greatbrewers.com. We know them here as Union Beer. They distribute uh, some of the best craft beers that we know of. And if you go online, you can learn more about uh, where, where to buy your favorite beers and uh, things like the Beer Cloud. And uh, there's a great test online, too. So, hey, we're back. We've spent the weekend in uh, Cooperstown for the annual Belgian Comes to Cooperstown Festival with our, our buddies at Oma Gang Brewery, and, and it's a wild weekend. I just got back about two hours ago. Um, we've met so many great friends up there. In addition to, to Oma Gang, there's this awesome you know, food culture. Our, our good friend Paul Dench from Violet Hill Farms bought a farm up there two years ago, and we did a pig roast last night. Uh, another great friend from Brooklyn, Elizabeth Shula, who was at Salty in Brooklyn. She's up there now running a little uh, restaurant at the Golf Club in Otsego, and she did a pig roast. And uh, had a lot of fun up there, but every year we, you know, we raise our glasses to that. And uh, the last two, two shows of August will be the recordings that we did up there 
we uh, met some really great people. But uh, you know, on the on the home front, what's going on in beer in New York? Well, first of all, there's two things happening on August 11th, and, and I'm torn because I can only be at one. First, Heritage Radio Network. It's uh, their great fundraiser, the Hawaiian Barbecue. That's going to be here at Roberta's. You got to check that out. And we're part of this thing, Hudson Rising, HudsonRising.com. This weekend we'll be in Beacon. And that's how we met uh, the guys from Sloop. We, we, we went up, um, let's talk about Sloop. We were up in Beacon about two months ago, and there's a great thing, the Corn Fest, which Pete Seeger founded. And uh, they said, you know, if you're going to do beer at, at, at your event, you guys have to meet Sloop. And that's all that I knew, and, and we reached out to you. So, well, you know, tell us how you guys got started and, and why the people in Beacon like you so much. Well, um, I guess it, it started when um, I used to go to the Beacon Farmer's Market. I still do all the time. And um, I asked the market manager down there what would it take to uh, sell some of our homebrew beer down there. She said, well, you probably have to get a license or two, figure it out. So I was like, all right, I'll figure it out. And it turns out you have to uh, start an entire brewery, uh, soup to nuts. And uh, that's, that's what we did. So we started selling beer at the farmer's market. Uh, people seemed to like it, so we started doing a few other farmer's markets. And uh, from there, we went into uh, some bottle shops, stores, bars, restaurants. Now we have kegs. Uh, we upped the system from a 20-gallon batch to a three-barrel batch, and um, that's pretty much how we got started. And you guys are you're in Poughkeepsie? Yep, right in the city of Poughkeepsie. And what what do you have? Just like a loft or a storefront? Uh, a garage. Garage. Yeah, yeah. And you're fully licensed. <laughs> fully licensed brewery. You got the uh, microbrewer's license uh, last year, about a year and change ago. And have you poured other places in New York City? Uh, one, we did one event at the Pony Bar. Um, that was for New York City craft beer week i think uh so that was uh, a number of months ago uh we gave him a couple of casks um other than that no nothing in uh, new york city this is the first time in Brooklyn. so cheers again this is the first time anyone yeah, broke his taste of this right here at roberta's and bushwick nice, all right thanks nice. for bringing your beer so what beers did you bring uh th- we're drinking the red sea right now it's a red ipa and uh we also brought the sour peach it's a berliner weiss uh, german sour wheat beer fermented with peaches and we're also joined by I know him as Craft Beer Coach, but it's Joe Kalenda. He's got some cool news to tell you soon. But Joe and uh, Ben Wiley and, and Steve, uh, what do you guys think about their beer? This is, uh, again, it's called Red Sea. Yeah, that's the Red Sea over there. The Red Sea is great. It's uh, got a very nice hoppy uh, uh, bite to it. Um, I'm getting a little bit of citrus. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely, uh, definitely. I like it a lot. Uh, it's got a really nice malt balance to, to balance out those hops. Um, I don't know what hops they are, but it's delicious. All right. Good stuff. Ben? Yeah, um, <clears throat> like a really hoppy, caramelly beer. I mean, it's actually both of what I like. I love ambers and reds, um, so it's like you take all the beers I like and just put a bunch of hops in them. Yeah, yeah definitely. I like it. Easy drinking. Good. Yeah. The, uh, the name Red Sea is uh, it's actually the letter C, um, and we did that because there's all letter C hops in there. There's, um, you know, we wanted to really showcase American hops, and we wanted to put our own little twist on an IPA, add some amber malt to balance it out, and uh, that's really the, uh, the the beginnings of that beer. Well, what's the ABV? Uh, it's 6.7. Okay. So, Ben, you know, at your great places, Bargate, Harry, Mission Dolores, and Owl Farm, you know, what, what, what choices do you make when, when you're picking beers for the list? Because you, you always have some outstanding beers. Uh, well, the one, <clears throat> I mean, I guess one of the fundamental approaches we take is just kind of try to represent as many genres as we can. I mean, each place has a different uh, number of taps, but we always kind of have enough taps to represent all the genres out. So, you know, we like to have, you know, good pale ale. Good Pilsner, good IPA. And as the years have gone on and the kind of trends have changed, now we have, you know, genres represented that we didn't back in the day. Like we always have a 
<clears throat> some kind of a sour up and things like that. But uh, but Stephen really handles all that stuff at Owl Farm, so he'd probably have a good uh, good answer for you. I do, yeah. Uh, I basically just try to create the beer list that I would like to drink and try to be balanced and have as many styles as possible. But, for instance, I always do have an amber or a red ale on tap, so this would this would obviously feature greatly into that. Um, IPAs, sours. I, 28 lines, which are the most lines I could ever imagine working with, gives me uh, a lot of flexibility to, to do things across wide genres or to feature like you know three red ipas at once which i do occasionally and where have you worked before because you seem like you know uh, a lot about beer i uh i started as a volunteer at mission volunteer bar back at mission dolores about three years ago and before that uh i worked at a desk in the accounting department of a finance firm mm. so what, what are some of your jobs as a manager because you're not you know you, you you know a lot about beer but i know there's a lot of jobs besides picking beer well i get paid to pay the bills that's what I feel like, and to uh, manage the employees. Otherwise, I do everything else for free. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you, you work for free, you work for free for the things you love. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I like working for these guys a lot. They've given me a lot of uh, a lot of opportunities. I'm very very happy with it. Uh, well, Stephen, like myself, um, you know, started at the bottom, like in a bar in a restaurant. Uh, you know, volunteering the bar back and stuff like that, and uh, worked his way up. You know, um, just kind of learned. <clears throat> learned as he went and I did a little re- a lot of research on his own and you know really steered Owl Farm in the best direction it could possibly go but a lot of our employees are like that uh, not everybody's like a career bartender a lot of people come to us with no experience but they're really nice smart people and we train them from the bottom up just like I did and they end up being pretty good employees all right well you know as you know last week uh, at Edibles Good Beer we announced our our fifth annual Good Brazil Awards and in addition to Owl Farm the proletariat got awarded it um Alewife Queens uh, Queens Kickshaw and uh, Cannibal in Manhattan and uh, I'm, I'm missing one or two and we also brought in a couple of guys from Long Island and, and Jersey City check out goodbrasil.com is, there's a post up right now that, that tells you all about it so uh, we've got Craft Beer Coach here Let's, uh, we've got Sloop we've got Owl Farm <laughs> Craft Beer Coach so I, Joe I met you at an event with uh, I think it was Beer Week there was something there was Steve Hindy it was before Saver right the Saver pre-Saver and yeah, Steve Hindy and uh, the dude from Dogfish Head Sam the Good Beer Hunter preview the preview and then at actually at saver so you wanted to interview so what the hell is craft beer coach <laughs> so craft beer coach is a it's a blog i've uh, had up and running for about a year and a half now um my perspective is on the sort of the human condition behind brewing uh talking to people about their passion or motivation behind uh, being a brewer owning a brewery um and you know bouncing back from setbacks uh motivations that you have to uh you know keep you waking up every day being you know remaining passionate about your uh, your career so uh, i asked these questions to the brewers that's the format of the interview and the idea is to start capturing some of this information for everyday people you know these are brewers are not uh glamorous people they're everyday people and they you know they work hard and but they're passionate they don't make a whole lot of money but um, they're living their dream. So uh, the idea is to start capturing some of that uh, information from them and turning it into uh, a coaching program. I'm actually a certified life coach. So that's where I come at craft beer from the very individual perspective. So let's, let's use your skills. So we got, we got the guys from Sloop over here. <laughs> let's see you in action. Come on. These guys, what? They, they make Man. enough? 
They make just enough beer to, to give away to their friends on the weekends. Yeah. Kind if, of, if right? That, so, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, the rest of the beer they're going to have at Hudson Rise and Beacon. That's right. You sold us out, by the way. And the other two, the other two <laughs> bottles, the other two bottles they brought here. So they're out of beer for the week. So what? What? How do you coach right. a, a? That's brewery? something I would ask them. Is you know, tell me about a, a setback that you've had. And I don't even focus on brewing. It could be in life. You know, just something. Uh, I interviewed uh, Yepa of Evil Twin, and he talked about his uh, relationship with his brother. You know, it's kind of strained at times. Uh, who is Mikkel of McKellar? So it's it's really cool to get this backstory and to see that these people, even though they're we see them as uh, rock stars in craft beer, they really have these struggles outside of the work, um, just like everybody else. And uh, I'm just trying to capture that essence and show people that you know craft beer represents so many positive things. But what about these guys? Come back to them. So Sloop. let's talk about. Tell Sloop. us about a setback you had in uh, getting uh, Sloop up off the ground. Well, we both uh, recently became fathers, so okay. that, that's <laughs> devoted. Awesome. Congratulations! Thank you. That's devoted a ton of time, um, and uh, really, just from the brewing standpoint, just space. We need more space. We need space. Better okay. and better equipment that's more suited <laughs> for uh, brewing instead of. Uh, I mean, it's it's completely fabricated equipment. It's. Uh, We've got four 55-gallon drums that were fabricated to do it, and it's plastic conicals, no, no jackets. It's, uh, I mean, Justin here. So how do you deal Pour with, your heart the microphone. How do you deal with um, <laughs> having to take some shortcuts? You know, you, you have this idea of something you want, but you can't get it. So, Well, you- first of all, we may take shortcuts, but quality is our number one thing to maintain. Um, if it is a shortcut... It Shortcut's may, a bad word, by the way. Right, right. But, um, <laughs> Sacrifices. Yes, yeah, it's sacrifices. There you go. There you go. Um, but it's really more, more or less how can we not affect the product in a qual- from a quality standpoint, but also, but also not bankrupt ourselves. Right. So <laughs> there, there's, there's a happy medium in between there. And, um, you know, whether it be buying used equipment, whether it be uh, borrowing some things that other breweries in the area have um like you know newberg brewing was generous enough to let us wash our first batch of kegs at their brewery so sometimes you have to you know you have to do a little rooting around and searching for people you know and they'll they'll definitely help you out sounds like the same issues we have opening bars yeah (laughs) and that's a key lesson you when you know you need help you go ask for it Mm -hmm. just accept that you need help and go get it so then we, we should just include you in all our conversations, yeah. right? Yeah. I'll come every week. I need to get your number. I, actually, I feel I better already. <laughs> and I had a 150-pound pig nice on Saturday. <laughs> had a 150-pound pig on Saturday. We didn't know what to do with it. Where were you, man? <laughs> but it all worked out. You just you always need that independent person that's not a family member or friend because they're not going to give you what you want. They aren't going to tell you what you want, it, what they want you to do. So you need that independent person you can just kind of you know, pull their ear. All right, so now Ben. So they just opened Owl oh, Farm. Well, the thing is, the Goober Seal, they didn't just open. They only get in because they've been open for over a year, and they proved that they were committed to craft beer, and, and they really do a great job. So they've kind of gotten through all their opening issues, but let's pretend you just opened. You know. <laughs> so ask them some questions about when he opened some of the struggles. Well, I'm trying to open the new one now, so <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm right. in the midst of it again. I gave him a card so he can. <laughs> so that's done with the fish. So your last thing, you've got this new T-shirt. What is this? It's like some horny so, animal. It's a brew horn. 
<laughs> yeah, even the sloop, right? We Justin are, is. We what's that? A, a brew horn? Uh, that's definitely a horny animal. So yeah. the idea is, on on the consumer end, again, the individual perspective on craft beer is taste is an individual experience to me. Um, uh, when you Google a beer, the first thing you get is you know the scoring websites. So this app will help you. You're going to build a taste profile in the app. And then when you come into Roberta's, you see a tap, uh, a beer on the tap board. Um, you put it in. It's going to compare that beer to your taste profile that's already in the app. And it's going to tell you how well that beer matches your taste profile. But why can't you just ask the bartender? Well, this is actually one of the conversations that's going on with Brewhorn is um, there's a retailer who feels like this might take away their job. But what it, it's really geared toward newer consumers getting them over the hump it gives them a tool to you know when they come into a bar or a a retail place they're kind of overwhelmed by uh selection so this gives them a tool to kind of break down that barrier for themselves and uh, i actually gave a presentation a demo last weekend to 140 beer bloggers in boston and uh, the reception the beer beer bloggers conference beer bloggers conference um, reception was great. I heard that was really good. Yeah, a lot of a lot awesome. of people we know were there. So, yeah. Steve, you're, you're you know at Owl Farm, you, you guys yeah. talk. Would you use something like this to help have uh, your customers negotiate your 28 taps? Which which to me sounds like a lot. That's a lot of 28. Let me be honest. 28 taps is a lot. Um, I personally probably wouldn't use beer horn. Uh, my bartenders wouldn't use beer horn, but I I think a lot of customers would. I think that when you walk into a beer bar like the Owl Farm. And there's 28 taps, 20 specialty bottles, and it's a very intimidating beer list. Um, now, personally, myself, and I think all my bartenders are very friendly, and we're very happy to help you out, and we'll do the best we can. But um, not every person who walks into bar is comfortable just asking a bunch of questions off the bat. Um, I wish that they were, but they're not. And uh, for those people, myself included, but before I worked in the beer world, I was a big beer nerd, but bartenders are kind of intimidating people they're behind the bar they control the stuff that makes you happy and you have to give them money and that's a very intimidating situation and uh it takes i feel like a very special bartender to make an immediate rapport with a customer and that's probably where this app comes in mm-hmm. um i will say if you have a bartender who can make that immediate rapport you got a very special bartender and you should invest in them as much as you can if you're a bar owner awesome all right hey we're gonna take a short break we're back in a few minutes on beer sessions radio This one's called My Used to Be by Pamela Royal on the Heritage Radio Network.org. So, you like good beer? Whether you're a craft beer pro or just had your first sip of an IPA, GreatBrewers.com is your number one beer resource on the internet. GreatBrewers.com bridges the gap between the world's great brewers and the consumers who enjoy their products. With so much information and misinformation out there, GreatBrewers.com focuses on education and leaves no stone unturned. Take the Great Beer Test on their website and browse through an extensive product catalog. Download their mobile beer cloud app, which includes a GPS beer finder, a beer sommelier, and descriptions for over 5,000 different brews. What are you waiting for? Back up that passion for craft beer with some solid information and education. Visit GreatBrewers.com today. 
Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We just got back from Cooperstown, and Belgium comes to Cooperstown. Oh, my gang. Long trip, long drive, a lot of good friends up there. And I'll give a shout-out. Thank you to GreatBrewers.com. They just re-up. This will be their, I think, going on, is it fourth year of sponsoring Beer Sessions Radio? Thanks to Chris Sheehan, uh, who's the big guy there at Union Beer in, uh, in uh, Brooklyn. All right, and... Uh, we got an interesting cast of characters here tonight. Owl Farms in town. We got uh, the new Good Brewer Seal Bars. Uh, they're representing that. Ben Wiley and uh, Steve, the manager. We got a cool new uh, t- Nano Brewery, which everyone seems to know the term Nano Brewery. I was, I was talking to someone in Beacon. We're doing a festival this Saturday, uh, Hudson Rise in, in Beacon on Sunday. And uh, they said, yes, yeah, Sloop's going to be there. We hear that's a Nano Brewery. So, this, so that term's uh, been getting around. And we've got. Uh, Joe Callender, the craft beer coach, and he's got a new app coming out. But uh, of interest, we, we received an email recently uh, from a gentleman named T.J. Hospotter, who uh, has no relation to the Hospotter bar, but it's Hospotter. Okay. And he basically wanted to tell me that uh, I am writing to you to tell you about my beer scavenger hunt, and uh, my fiancé fiance and I are planning our wedding to be held August 31st in Elizaville, New York. It's a summer camp. Jamie and I are on a string shoe budget, but are excited for what we hope to be a fantastic wedding weekend. We need to bring in our own beer, and so we're on a scavenger hunt for the best ale and lagers at the best price, of course. Here is our story. We met at SUNY Purchase in a photography class. How old are you guys? <laughs> TJ? I'm 34. You're 34. You met at SUNY Purchase in a photography class. All right. So you're both creative, and we know a lot of creative folks. And uh, we have the tremendous blessings of tapping our creative peers to tackle elements and thereby bring costs down. So what do you guys want? We do not know any brewers uh, what the F? So since we are not having a traditional wedding, we don't need to spend the time and money on first dance classes. So you're on a beer scavenger. So the whole thing, you guys are getting married, and, and part of that is you're having a beer scavenger hunt. And you said you hit up Single Cut, Rushing Duck, Peekskill, Gilded Otter, Yonkers Brewing, Captain Lawrence, and Broken Brewing. Next week, off to Defiant. So Jamie and TJ, welcome to the show. It's a cool story, and thanks for reaching out. So uh, tell us about your, your beer scavenger hunt. I think Jamie's ready to talk, too. Oh, am I? Sounds like it. Well, basically, I mean, what has made this really fun is that it's actually made our wedding planning process a lot more fun than it could have been. Uh, so we've been taking time to go. We're, you know, we're very interested in, in local food, local beer, um, and very kind of crafty kind of things. So I think finding a really awesome local beer that's drinkable for you know, over 150 guests has been a kind of fun experience to, to search for that. So what are you looking for? Are you looking for one beer or for like a whole beer tasting? I, I think we need a, a, a selection of ales and lagers because I have Polish and Czech blood. So I know my Ohio family wants lager and pilsner. And uh, Jamie's Irish clan will uh, expect some, some ales for sure. <laughs> All right. So what's so what do you I mean what's the scavenger hunt about? Like you just trying to find some beers or are you actually going to go yeah. around to breweries? We've been going to breweries and tastings. We were at a at one of the Hudson Risings down in Yonkers. Um it's been a a rewarding experience cuz we're also engaging with the brewers. So um in essence we're developing I mean a, a brief relationship with these individuals. And, um, you know, kind of tasting the uh, fruits of their efforts and 
So There's, you want you want Sloop to be at your wedding? Oh, it, hell yeah! It's very possible. <laughs> yeah. They could bring you like two bottles if you want. Yeah. That's all they have. Yeah, yeah, we're drinking the last bottle right now. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe you should ask Ben. I, I would say you should ask Ben because I bet Ben has a lot of cool. Bo- what are some cool bottles that you would? You know, I bet you could select. Ben, why don't you pick the beers for their wedding? You know what what would say, you pick for them? I was just going to say you should ask Stephen that question. Good uh, boss, Stephen. Yeah. Welcome to the club. No, uh, for for a wedding. <laughs> Uh, an extreme crowd pleaser that I would start with is also locals, probably Peak Skill Hop Common, which is their take on a steam beer. So like fairly, fairly hoppy, but also still malty and balanced. Um, I'd probably start with that for the champagne section. If you wanted like a beer to sh- uh, champagne, McKellar uh, Nelson Salvin Brut, which is single hopped with Nelson Salvin beer de Champenois. So it's a beer. You know, with champagne yeast, bottled like champagne, highly carbonated, also del- just incredibly delicious. That sounds amazing. You'll have to write that down. Yeah, for you us. should. You should uh, check out that one. Um, another crowd pleaser. It's also local. I would say a uh, Carton Red Rye, hoppy red beer, not unlike the uh, Red Sea from uh, Sloop Brewing, and I would definitely check that out. All right. Awesome. Thanks. And Joe, any su- any suggestions for their wedding uh, beer scavenger hunt? I was just thinking of um, carton boat beer um, as far as like a general ale across the board. I, it's been well received in New Jersey. Um, and, and how many I beers can you have at a wedding? This, this, is, this is a good conversation. I mean, we did a wedding last year, outdoor wedding in New Jersey. And uh, we brought actually our friend uh, Jonathan. He, he owns Bobolink Dairy and Farmhouse. And his buddy has the ships in in Milford, New Jersey. And we pretty much just had... Growlers of ships and uh, beer, fresh from fresh from their taps. There's a lot of ways to do it, but at some point, I think that uh, it's pretty exciting. And thanks for reaching out to us, guys. Awesome, rock on, Ben. I, I'm sorry, I just want to say, you know, uh, Jonathan from Bubble Link. I did a, I did a, a weekend internship there, uh, maybe seven or eight years ago, and I spent the weekend on the farm and did all the the cheese, like you know, uh, baking of the bread with them and everything. Just wanted that. You know, Ben, you're like part of my argument that everyone everyone who owns a good beer bar knows something about food. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I came at it from food before beer, absolutely. Yeah, like, what did you do? You, you were a pastry chef? Yeah, yeah. Well, I went to uh, ICE um, for uh, for the pastry program. Then I worked at Del Posto when they opened, which, coincidentally, Stephen and his wife just went there for lunch today. Um, yeah, and then, anyway, through uh, baking bread and pastries and stuff, I got into fermentation and then realized beer was pretty much just liquid bread. And a couple years later, or a few years later, here we are. And a lot of the interviews I do with the brewers, uh, a lot of their motivation comes from food. They go out and Yepa and Mikko. Um, I brought some night shift beer. I interviewed Rob Burns, who's one of the uh, co-founders, and he gets. They all get their inspiration from going out to dinner, tasting something new, and how could this be a beer? Let's try the night shift. So, where's that from? It's from Massachusetts. Everett, right? Mass, which is a suburb of uh, Boston. Um, they've been on fire. They they have a whole series of Berliner Weisses where they – this one is the Everweiss, which is a strawberry like – Massachusetts is becoming – like they have this quietly having all these great new small breweries. We met the guys from Mystic uh, not too long ago, and they're in Chelsea. And, uh, yeah, just a couple of years ago, I think that I think that Boston – I'm going to say it on there. Boston was behind, but now uh, there seems to be a great new beer scene there. Has anyone yeah, been to Boston are. besides you recently? Because it's uh, – it's cool. Well, there's Mystic and Chelsea, and now there's these guys from Everett. So, so this one's strawberry, kiwi, and hibiscus. Not from Massachusetts. Hibiscus. That's why. I, that's why I care. Um, <laughs> they have a lemongrass, Berliner Weiss, 
They have a uh, blueberry that's coming out later this year, and they have a cranberry. So talking about you know beer beer scavenger hunts, uh, Joe, do you travel a lot? I mean, is, is that how you I've get your beer? I've been traveling a lot to you know get craft beer coach out there. I've been going to pretty much every festival I can, and uh, just talking to brewers. People always ask me, how do I get these interviews? I just meet them, and I just ask and I, I still haven't done an interview with you. That's why I wanted you to come because I want you to interview the guys that we know. I want you to interview Steve from Owl Farm. I want you to interview uh, sure. the guys from Sloop. Yeah. You know, I think these guys have stories. Yeah, I would like to expand yeah. it beyond brewers. You know, there's more to the retailers. Mm-hmm. The um, I I love their story with the scavenger hunt. So I've already, you know, maybe we'll get their story after the fact and uh, see what the whole journey. It's about. I'm, the, I'm not sure what this. Let's go, I'm not sure what the scavenger hunt is, TJ. So it's like you guys. You're just picking beers, or you actually like? Yeah, because at, at the camp we have to bring in everything, and that includes the uh, the food, the the beer, the booze, and so since uh, beer and food are so important to us, that we're basically curating the events. We're we're artists, so we're kind of thinking of it as as a curation. And but who's doing the scavenger hunt? You guys? The or two the two of us. So you're out are, there doing that. Are basically going a fifty mile radius. So I mean we're keeping it local because of, you know just time and and we have other details to plan, but um so we're seeking out the beer. But are you going mission. to the breweries or are you just going anywhere? Yeah, like uh, when I sent you that email, that was right before we went to Defiant. So that weekend we drove out to Pearl River and went to uh, Defiant to the home base and uh, and drank a lot of their selection that weekend, and um, so. Yeah, we're going straight to uh, straight to the home base, straight to the brewers, and uh, tasting everything they got. Well, g- congratulations to you guys! Sounds like a great yeah. little marriage you're going to have. There. All right, <laughs> visiting breweries. And a lot of people have been talking about that. It's just like kind of tourism, you know, visiting breweries. Uh, ben, have you been to a lot of breweries? Well, actually, I was going to say I have a recommendation for you guys. Uh, you didn't list Barrier Brewing uh, in your. And the people you've contacted, they're at in uh, Far Rockaway or East Rockaway or something East like that. Rockaway. But um, my brother and partner and I uh, just took a whole bunch of our employees and we went out there um, for a day and made our own beer. Uh, Bargrade Harry, our first place, we're coming up on our six-year anniversary on August 17th. <clears throat> so we joined up with Barrier and we brewed a, like a custom beer, a Berliner Weiss, for, uh, for the anniversary. But uh, the point of this story is just that they're really cool guys, really small operation, real hands-on. Uh, Craig Frymark is one of the head guys, and we spent the day with him. And um, as far as like the, the life coaching, kind of your app idea, really personable guy, great story, um, you know, passion and heart, and just like talking to you guys. <clears throat> um, just somebody that you could easily spend a day with or email and contact, and I'm sure he'd invite you up. I had talked to them about doing an interview because so, the whole bounce back from Hurricane Sandy was quite a story. No, it's true, man. Well, that's great. That's a great lead. Now, let's talk about the beer. So you brought from Everett, Mass, a Berlin Advice, and then Justin from Sloop, you guys also brought a Berlin Advice. So I have, I have both in, in my two glasses. Does everyone else have both? Cause no. These are like totally two different beers. They both say Berlin Advice. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about style for a minute. So, the one that Joe brought is like you know it's it's very salty, a little more assertive, and and yours is kind of like a soft sour. Yes, yes. So how how do you call that a Berliner Weiss? And we had uh, the new simple sour from Peakskill last week. It was more like kind of straight on like soury Berliner Weiss. Um, well, the Berliner Weiss style uh, obviously originated in Berlin. Um, uh, I guess the 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 word has it that uh, the 
German, uh, I guess they were nomads at that point, picked up some souring technique from the Flanders region in Belgium and thus became, when they settled near Berlin, current-day Berlin, is that became the Berliner Weiss style. Um, our, our take on it is traditionally in Germany it's served with woodruff or uh, some sort of raspberry syrup. Uh, we chose to use peaches. Um, in Germany, they, they actually put the syrup in right at the bar after they pour the sour beer. So ours actually comes pre-fruited in the bottle, fermented with peaches. So, I mean, I, we, we've always heard that, like in Michael Jackson's great books, that I was like, yeah, Berliner Weiss, and Steve, jump in on this too. Um, you know, you always see them adding the syrups, but I thought that was because the, the, the Berliner Weisses were flawed or too, too sour. Uh, we found a lot of really good Berliner Weisses that... No one has ever talked about adding syrups to. So, what do you think, Steve? You think that's just an outdated? Uh, uh, I think it's, it's like putting you know flavored syrup into your cappuccino or something. It's uh, a little I mean, dated. I I think it's a, a very traditional thing that people can keep up if they want. I think it's absolutely not necessary. Uh, recently, I've had we actually had a little mini Berliner Weiss festival a month ago. We featured three Berliner Weisses, uh, Fritz Bream eighteen oh nine, which is spectacular. Uh, the Bayerischer Bonhoff Berliner Weisser with the addition of oats, which gives it just an incredible mouthfeel. And then we also had a Carton Monkey Chase the Weasel, which is a Berliner Weiss brewed with mulberries. And when you get into that, like we, we have here a Berliner Weiss with strawberries, a Berliner Weiss with mulberries, that kind of negates the whole adding syrups from the top. You take a flavoring, you add it, it's delicious. The strawberry one's delicious, and then and the peach is also insanely good. Um, another really good peach Berliner Weiss is from Perennial Brewing in St. Louis, if you've had that one. Yeah, um, I've had that one. Yeah. Uh, something about the sour wheat mash, you know, the lacto, and you add peaches to that, goes extremely well, I guess, in Germany and then also in the, the U.S. Yeah. And Justin? Yeah, um, well, that's, uh, that's, you know, what we were really going for. We want people to experience. To, to, when I describe this beer to people, I tell them not even to think, don't think of beer. Think of something completely different that you haven't experienced before. And forget it's beer. It's not going to taste hoppy. It's not going to taste malty. It's just going to taste, you know, you get sweetness, peach in the nose up front, and then you get, you know, a little bit of tartness at the back end. Low ABV, very refreshing. Ben, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, to go back to the adding fruit to uh, to Berliner Weisses and <clears throat> or adding syrups rather. I mean, I think it's one of those ironies that you know back in the day these were beers that were brewed and they were sour probably because they had to be and it wasn't by choice. And to make it more palatable to all the people at the festival or whatever, you know, they probably put sour in, and it's a very kind of practical thing to do just to make it more drinkable to everybody. Um, and then of course, you know, people like us have all come at it from a kind of artisanal perspective where we're like, well, wait, let's delve deeper into that. Um, and I think you see that in a lot of food culture today too. Uh, you know, bitter coffee that doesn't need to be sweetened anymore. You know, I, th- I mean, I didn't I imagine that's the history of it. But uh, this one it, that we're, I'm drinking now, this is terrific. It's not really. Uh, <clears throat> but on on the flip side of actually adding syrups to Berliner Weisses, the beer that Bargrade Harry brewed last week at Barrier Brewing is a Berliner Weiss, which will be available at all three of the bars that these guys own for Bargrade Harry's f- uh, sixth anniversary. And we're actually sampling out some syrups to, to add to it this Friday. So, um, and it's a more traditional Berliner Weiss without flavors. And then the, the barrier guys made their own syrups. We're going to taste around this Friday and see how that goes. 
Nice. All right. Hey, we're taking a short break. We've got a lot more to talk about here on Beer Sessions Radio. We'll see you in a few minutes. All right. Cheers. You're listening to Heart on the Line by Pamela Royal on the Heritage Radio Network.org. Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio at the Heritage Radio Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by GreatBrewers.com, a comprehensive website aimed at bringing the beer community together at GreatBrewers.com. It's all about the brewers. So, so Joe from uh, Craft Beer Coach was, was weighing in on Berliner Weisses and, and fruit. No, I was just saying that um, when I interviewed Rob Burns of Night Shift, he was telling me how they, they, just, they order boxes of produce. So the strawberry kiwi Berliner Weiss that we're having right now is actually whole produce. And they will have sessions where they'll sit in a brewery and just cut up the produce for hours. Um, I also have the Viva Habanero, which is a habanero ale. Um, and they sit there and they cut up the habanero peppers. Let's taste that. Come on. <laughs> and then J- <laughs> Justin from Slip. Wait, Justin from Slip. So tell us, you have a different approach to, to have your, your peach uh, balloon advice. Well, it's something that we wanted to offer year-round. Um, and we use, we use a puree rather than the whole fruit. Uh, number one, it's a lot more labor. Um, but at the same time, we wanted a little more consistency of our fruit, and we wanted to be able to offer something that tasted fresh and not like frozen peaches that were sitting in the freezer in the middle of December. So we wanted to go with uh, with definitely just using something a little more consistent. Now, one thing, like with, with Sloop, I mean, you guys are so small, you're kind of doing batch by batch. Uh, are you bottling beer, too? Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. And, and that's what you sell at the farmers market. Exactly. We sell them the farmers market and uh, retail stores, and uh, we also kegs sell kegs to uh, uh, Duchess. So be, being so small, that's kind of unusual that you actually have. You, do you bottle by hand each yes, bottle? It's me and him that do so it. So you do it. Yeah. It's handcrafted. And do your yeah. sons help out yet? Uh, in no, about a month. Yeah. <laughs> you need more. You need more kids. Yes. Yeah. What, how do you bottle? Do you have like a it, it, is it very it old school? Or it goes it? from uh, it goes from a bright tank uh, straight into a four counter pressure fillers in series. Uh, so every counter pressure has a, uh, a a switch on it. One side is CO two and one side is beer. So every bottle gets flushed um, and then just gets filled from the bottom up under pressure, and then it gets capped with a just a regular capper. So what's yeah, your? So you just fill four at a time and. It, it's roughly Four about. A time, okay. it, it's I would say what, an hour a, a barrel maybe. Roughly. Roughly about an hour a barrel to do. So like on uh, on Sunday when you're at the farmers market in Beacon, how many bottles will you, will you bring? Uh, I I probably six cases. Uh, how bottle. much time does that take you to bottle? Uh, at an hour, six cases. I. Uh, what is that? Maybe a half hour or something like that. Yeah. You guys are machines over here. <laughs> are you so, doing? Are you doing seven fifties? Uh, no, uh, we will. Our next beer is a. Um, it's called the Black Raz. It's another uh, sour beer with raspberries, but it's uh, black in color and uh, aged on oak for a while. And that one's going to be in seven fifties. Let me ask you, Steve. So at Owl Farm, so grab the mic. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't usually ask all, you know, how beers are made and all the techniques. I, I like to taste them, and I feel like I have a palate. I, I kind of know, but I really don't. Do, do you ever get into that when, when you're buying beers? 
Uh, I mean, do you have Do you have a short list yeah, of questions uh, you'll ask? I, I'm a, I'm an avid home brewer, uh, also. Um, I'm I'm very interested in also how beers are made. I'm also interested in the different techniques and cloning beers. Uh, a little bit ago, the first beer that I opened up that we tasted is a main beer, a Nugna, or Nonya, or however you want to pronounce it, Nugna. collaboration. Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, collaboration time number three, which I brought because we're having a main beer and Allagash event a week from today. And that was a, rye, a hoppy rye saison, a rye pale ale. It kind of rides the line. But I'm, I'm fascinated in how brewers make their beers and then also how they work with one another. Uh, the beer that I just poured... I uh, just got this in a couple days ago. McKellar Ark Havad, which is uh, an Orval clone. I don't know if I should say that out loud, but it's an Orval clone. And um, so that's another fascinating thing. You know, so Orval, like one of the best beers in the world. With You know, everyone steals their yeast and makes their own thing. Um, so, so we have a malt bill and a yeast bill that's similar to Orval. And that's, that's very fascinating for me. And that when I order beer, I, I I always have that in the back of my mind. Yeah. Good man, I, I'm really impressed with you. I'm glad that Ben brought you up because yeah, he you know, doesn't we, like to share too often. But he, <laughs> well, he brought we me up. yeah, we we now we know the the master I'm taking behind. all job off. You're like Doc. Was it the Wizard of Oz? Does anybody remember that movie? I'm so old. Man. And then my birthday is August 17th. What's the Wizard so of Oz? Know, so. I've never heard of that. You know, it's one of those crazy things that maybe at these guys' wedding they might want to. I don't know. Let's give everybody a toast. This is this is like an eclectic. This is again, once again, we see how diverse this world of beer is. And, um, but still, you know, it's it's always great. To, I, I I love. I mean, the brewers as much as I do the the guys behind the scenes like Steve and Ben who who uh, bring those beers to, to the consumer. And I actually have a lot of good customers who will say, you know, when I listen to the show, I actually really want to know the the really good bars to go to. And, and hopefully that's that's one of the things that we're doing, and that's why we're really behind the Good Beer Seal because we do try every year. We've got a group of writers and uh, and uh, people that sit in and say, you know, these are the places that are small, independently owned, that they really represent, you know, the small craft breweries the way that they should be. And then the same for you guys. It's like that's why I want to get Sloop into the city because, you know, you, you, you're so small, and, and I'm sure you don't. What we're finding, like even our buddies Crossroads up in Athens, New York, and there's a lot of small breweries that really almost all their production is being sold, sold locally, and I think that's beautiful. And I almost feel like that's the future of beer where, you know, there's going to be each little region is going to have their small brewery. And, and if you open that small brewery, you're going to have this nice little business for a while. And I think that we're just kind of piecing back together what was in America, yeah. you know, before Prohibition and all that. Ben's like, I gotta say something. No, no, I was <laughs> just gonna say, uh, yeah. I mean, we're coming full circle, you know, in a lot of ways. Like, uh, like the genres of beer that are popular now, sours coming back, and <clears throat> like what we drank today, you know, just coming full circle. And it's the same thing with the small breweries are big for a while. Then, you know, obviously people <clears throat> economies of scale they get bigger and bigger and bigger, and then all of a sudden, you know, the artisans come back, and now we make them small again. And now nano breweries are the big. You know, uh, kind of the next trend or whatever. Um, so I just like you know the whole comment. No, no I like what you guys are doing. I mean, so so in my mind, Appreciate you guys are Sloop Brewing. You're from Poughkeepsie, New York, mm-hmm. and that you are the pride of the Beacon Farmers Market. Yes. You know, and, and do they sell any other beers besides you guys? They do not. Yeah, they're very loyal. So it's like you guys have this little mini. So that's one market that you guys have, and there's so many markets like that. So to all you guys out there, you know, home brewers on the verge of going pro, do it, do it, and do it small, and uh, you know. 
capture your local market, and, and we'll all be friends. All right. So, hey, uh, I think we're going to wind down. Let's just say uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors at GreatBrewers.com who have helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. And Good Beer Sessions Radio is supported by the Good Brew Seal. You can find us on Facebook, and you can always reach us on Twitter at, at Beer underscore Sessions. If you like this podcast, give us a good review on iTunes. We've got a long lineup here. Let's just go through and say thanks, everybody. Say your name and, and, say, and say what you do. Uh, ben Wiley, representing Bar Great Harry, Mission Dolores, and the L Farm. All right. I'm Jamie. I'm on a wedding beer scavenger hunt. <laughs> TJ Hospidar. I'm allowed to marry Jamie McGovern. <laughs> I think so. What do you think, guys? Yeah? Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, you have to, but you have to visit like five more breweries or it's, it's not happening. All right. Uh, I'm Stephen. I'm the general manager of the L Farm. I'm Joe Callender, the creator of the Craft Beer Coach blog. I'll be interviewing Sam Caligione next month. And what's your new and app? Also, Brewhorn, the beer tasting app. It's about your personal taste preferences. If you sign up at brewhorn.com, you will have a chance to participate in some beta testing. So I recommend with the horny with beer the, with the yeah All with right. the horny, horny ram and our and our and our buddies from uh, up on the Hudson Valley. I'm uh, Justin Taylor. I'm the uh, head brewer and owner of Sloop Brewing. I'm Adam Watson, the other owner of Sloop Brewing. All right. Well, thanks for coming out, guys. We have a lot going on. Um, and also, we got August 11th. We got the HRN Hawaiian Barbecue. So come on out to Roberta's. You're going to have some great food. And if you're up in the Hudson Valley, join us in Beacon on Sunday at HudsonRising.com. You can taste Sloops, Newburgh, maybe Peekskill, Naked Flock Cider, and some Finger Lakes wines. All right. Thanks to Joe, Ben, Stephen, Adam, and all the rest, and TJ for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Jack Inslee, Brie O'Connor, and engineer Joe Galarraga. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.